Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. How to use Facebook groups without building your own. Hey guys, this is Donnie Bovine. I'm the CEO and founder of Success Champions Networking and author of Endless Stream of Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about how to grow and scale your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. And in this episode... We're going to focus on this. We're going to make this one a two-parter. So part one is going to be all about how do you use Facebook groups to grow your business without uh, having your own? And then the second part of the series is going to be how do you use your own Facebook group to grow your business? And I got to start this one off, Kevin, because as you put it, I was a victim <laughs> of your tactics. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent the truth. Um, and a lot of this episode, uh, Kevin's going to take lead on this because, you know, the way him and I met was because he's so damn good at using Facebook groups to find his victim. I mean, uh, uh, prospects uh, and potential clients. Um Whereas he calls them high payoff targets. Um, so, but, you know, the interesting thing is early on in the business, you know, I think as you're building out a business in general or you're selling and you're just starting out, I mean, you're trying every tactic under the sun to try and find ways to drum up business. And I know I was often doing a lot of research and studying on how do you use Facebook groups? What's best practices and the likes? And, you know, during that same time I was doing all the research, my dumbass was trying to create my own MailChimp campaigns and build those campaigns out. And I'd gotten to the point with MailChimp where I'd screwed it up so bad that it just wasn't functioning and firing right. And in a moment of rage and pissed offness, I let down my guard and put a post out in Facebook uh, in a group of veterans that said, does anybody know how to fucking use MailChimp? Um, I've completely broken it. 
Uh, I should have kept a screenshot of that original freaking post somewhere. But and it was funny. As soon as I put that post out there, man, it was like there was blood in the water and the shark started circling. I mean, there was people jumping on there like, oh, I'm an automation specialist. Let's jump in on a Zoom call and we can walk through it. Or somebody would say, that's what my company does. And all of these people were like mad dash pitching me their products and services. And then one asshole comes into the post and writes like this 12 page paragraph, you know, response of the things that I could be doing to fix my MailChimp. And it was fascinating to watch somebody tell me how I could potentially fix it without any pitch. Well, I sent him a DM because it happened to me, Kevin. I sent him a DM and said, all right, dude, uh, let's jump on a Zoom call. And Kevin jumped on a Zoom call. And the first words out of his mouth were, you know, hey, I don't do MailChimp. He goes, I use another program called Entreport. Um, but he helped me figure it all out um, and get some things and with some great suggestions. Um, and then I'm like, cool, fuck it. I'll take it from here. Well, six months later, I broke everything again because my dumbass was still doing my own MailChimp stuff. And I reached out to Kevin. I'm like, all right, dude, I got to hire your ass to come in here and do this. So, you know, Facebook groups work. I'm going to kick a lot of this over to Kevin and grill the shit out of him. Um, we got some great feedback that you guys liked that when we did it in the introvert <laughs> episode. And I asked Kevin a shit ton of questions. Um, oh, but Kevin, where do you want to start this one off for you and talking about how do you get business out of Facebook groups without having your own? So I, I think we need to start with the whole concept of you don't pitch in Facebook groups and the, and what you talk about with the, the sharks, you know, circling in the water, that's exactly what normally happens in a Facebook group. You, someone will post a question and all of a sudden everyone's like, ooh, we do this, you know, hire us and, you know, you know, DM me and I'll, I'll fix all your stuff for, for cheap. And, and that's, and that's gross. It's, you know, we, we yeah. talk, <laughs> it is, it is. You know, I, I, I just want to jump in because I, that's my biggest thing is, is when somebody says DM me, it's 99.9% .9 of the time going straight into a fucking sales pitch, Right. It is the dumbest thing you can say. So if you're the person that says DM me when somebody has a questions, you're an idiot. Continue, Kevin. I just couldn't let that one go. Yeah, but you're exactly right. It's the groups are designed. The group owner sets up a group for people to have conversations and engage with each other and talk about things, not to be a prospecting tool for you. So... It's really important, you know, for me, when I join a new group that I think, and I'm going to be completely honest, when I join a new group, it's because I want to prospect in it. <laughs> and so sure. let's, let, let's put, let's just throw that out there, not, you know, not make it sound like I'm some really, you know, high ideal individual and I'm just here to help. I'm here to make money. So when I join a group, it's because I want to prospect in it, but there's a way you need to do it so you don't come across as that sleazy salesperson, you know. And there's some groups out there that are designed for sleazy salespeople. And they do the <laughs> sleazy salespeople thing all the time. I'm not going to name any of those groups. Uh, we're both in one of them. So, <laughs> but, you know, you first thing you really need to do when you join a group that you think is going to be full of your ideal clients is understand what's going on in the group. 
and you need to understand the culture and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. You know, we have in one of, in our big public group, we have someone who is, has all their posts moderated now because they always do links. And that's, right. and that's a no, no in our group. It's against our culture. It's because it's, you're not engaging in discussion. You're just like, you'll go look at this thing. So you're really, well, let's dissect that a little bit. Okay. So how, yeah, how, how does somebody understand the culture of a, a group? So I join a Facebook group. I am in there. What am I looking for to understand the group's culture, its vibe, um, and how people are, are using the group currently? So read the rules. Good group owners are going to put clues in there that's going to let you know what's acceptable and what's not. Uh, the about section is going to tell you, going to usually give you some idea of what's going on and, and what the owner wants the group to be used for. But then it's watching what people post and how, what type of reactions they get. Uh, in most developed groups, if someone posts something that's against the norm and it goes outside of what's acceptable, there's usually going to, it, sharks are going to be in the water and everyone's going to jump on there and, it's, and they're going to get, basically give them crap. You're going to be like, all right, so don't do that. Unless you're that person that that's the kind of attention you like, awesome. But then why are you in a group trying to sell if you want to be that guy? So, you know, it's paying attention to what happens and how people react to it. And then also at the same time, you're watching for who are the movers and shakers? Who are the people that are posting? Who's getting good engagement? You know, you're going to start recognizing names. You're going to know who the active people are. And those are good people to start posting with and to comment on their posts. So it's your, now you're going to get viewed by more people. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, as I watch even in our group or a couple of the other groups, um, I'm a heavy observer in other Facebook groups. I'm really active in ours, but I'm a heavy observer. And, you know, for me, when I'm looking at a group, I'm looking at it from the perspective of who's really providing value in there. Is the group set up to be just a sales funnel for somebody? Or is this a place where somebody's actually trying to create a community of some sort? Um, so, and I love the idea of looking for the movers and shakers. Yeah. And there's, you can still prospect and I'm in a few groups that are in my industry and they're designed around people that are selling, uh, to my clients, what I do, and they have it set up as a sales funnel for their business. You can totally still prospect in those. You just have to do it right. And it's understanding. And how do you do it? Because I'm curious about that. <laughs> so it's it's exactly what I did to you. It's yep. it is providing value. You know, if you're in a group that where the owner is a direct competitor of yours, and you want to take advantage of their marketing and their group size, you know, you want to add value. You want to be a uh, provide something that's going to help his followers without stepping on his toes or her toes, depending on what group it is. So it's really asking questions that engage in conversation, get people reacting. It's it's not being the sleazy salesperson and saying, hey, here's all the things you need to do for email marketing. If you want to learn more, DM me. You know, it's not doing the obvious tactics. It's getting people to discuss 
And if you're in a group and you're the one that's getting people to engage in conversation, the owners are going to notice you and they're not going to have an issue because it's helping their group overall. For sure. So if I can't, you know, do a, in my mind, educational post and then put at the end, DM me for more, right? If I, if, if, if that DM me for more is a no go as part of, you know, trying to get business out of there, how do I provide value for people so that there, I get engagement and we get conversation started? Well, I, I think you answered your your own question with your question because you can do the edu- <laughs> you can do the educational post, just don't do the pitch at the end. Well, I, I can hear my high D's right. You know, right now they're like, "Man, I don't have time to sit there and put out this kind of content in this group and do all this education stuff. I just want to get to the sales conversation, right?" I don't want to do all the fluffy stuff in between. <laughs> I don't want to do the work. I want an easy button. Um, <laughs> right. But you know, it's all right. So you don't want to do the educational posts. Fine. Don't do the educational posts. Provide value on other people's posts. You know, And that's how I got Donnie. He posted in frustration and I, I wrote him an essay on what to do to fix his email. You know, you can do the exact same thing on other people's posts where they're posting the educational stuff where you can come in and you can ask a really great question and start engaging people in conversation. Or you, uh, someone makes a comment and you reply back to their comment with an, an, with a further point of discussion and you engage in that conversation. It's just like networking in real life, except it's spread out over time. It's the exactly the same process. If Donnie and I meet, so when go ahead. No, you're fine. Finish that thought first, and then I'll go. So my my thought was that you know if Donnie and I would happen to meet at a networking event in real life and be face to face, and he makes a comment about you know his him having broken his Mailchimp, it's the same concept. I'm going to say, oh, all right, well, here's some really cool things you can look at and try, you know. And I'll give him that same type of information. You're having the same conversations. They're just digital. And they're spread out over hours because not everyone's just sitting on the group waiting for you to answer them. It's the same process. So, and it doesn't have to take hours a day. You know, you can do this in 15 minutes a day, knock out your groups for the day, and then go on with the rest of your prospecting and sales calls. It's not a, oh, I got to be on Facebook all day and do this. Well, that was my kind of my next thing is, you know, how many groups is enough? You know, uh, how do I manage my time in these groups? And fuck, how do I keep track of where I've commented, where I've engaged? I mean, you know, it just seems like when you're looking at Facebook groups, there's a shit ton. And, you know, how what's the system? What's the process to keep up with it all? So the first step is figuring out who you actually want to be looking for. So you need to understand who your ideal client is, who your ideal prospect is, who you want to be engaging with, and then figure out, you know, what types of groups they're going to hang out with. You know, sometimes it's not going to be a group that's just specifically about your topic. You know, I don't hang out in groups normally that are about uh, sales automation, email marketing, because it's usually a lot of people like me all thinking they're going to get clients there. And it's not how it works. I'll hang out. You know, I like working with tech firms 
so I, I hang out in a couple groups that are all focused on software as a service, on software developer companies. And they're all in the process of scaling, building new software systems, you know, and different points of their business model. So that is a much uh, more target rich environment for me than going to a sales automation group where it's a bunch of marketing people. So it's understanding how to find your people in a group and then finding groups that that are answering those questions. And then how do you keep yourself from then squirreling out? You know, because like any social media, man, as soon as you open it up, you know, you're in and then fucking shiny object over here. Next thing you know, well, you, you're lost in Star Wars, you know, down some crazy path or I'm, you know, get lost in some sort of Harry Potter thing. You know, how do you keep yourself from squirreling out? So I don't, when I go into Facebook to do my groups, I don't actually go to my normal feed. I will actually go to my groups tab and then I'll just, 100%. and then I will click on the group and I'll just go down my list of my, the ones that I'm doing right now. And I'll click and actually go into the group and I'll sort by newest comments or newest posts uh, or newest activity. And then I'll scroll down and see, all right, so who's posted in the last 24, 48 hours that is interesting to me that I want to comment on. Or if Love there's, that. or if I have a post who's now done stuff on my post that I want to reply back to. And I just go through that. And then I get done with my groups and then I'm like, all right, I can now turn this tab off because I don't want to have Facebook notifying me every two minutes that someone's posted a video. I got to admit, you're better at that than I am because my I just leave Facebook up. It's just in another tab. I just made sure to stay out of that tab. And I've even gone so far now to put Facebook in another. Uh, uh, so Facebook is in Firefox and I do everything in Chrome. Um, that way I can't accidentally click on that tab. I can only go there, you know, specifically to get there. Yeah, that's, that's I, I, I have to close it because I'll I'll uh, I'll just work down my feed and keep scrolling down and seeing what everything's happening. And the more people that I get on my Facebook, the longer that feed gets and the <laughs> longer it takes to get through it and see everything. So I, I can't have it open. Yeah. So, you know, I'll All get right. up in the morning and I'll do my groups. And then if I'm posting at that point, uh, some, some weeks I'm really good. Some weeks I'm not so good about posting in general. I'll do all my Facebook stuff at once. And then it's done. Same, same. This one, I, I feel like people should logically know the answer to that. But just in case, how do people find the right groups? I mean, are they searching by keywords? Are they searching by by topics? I mean, what are they doing to find the right groups to get into? Uh, yeah, you know, it's a lot of keywords. So the search technique, I think, is a little bit different based on um, what you're trying to do with the group. If you're actually looking for information, so like for my group, uh, closing more sales with automation, you know, I my the name of my group is the key phrase that people would be searching for. So that the right. people who are looking for information that I can provide, join my group. And that's next week's conversation. But when you're searching for uh, a group that you can join to target and interact with your your target clients, you, you need to think in their shoes about what they're searching for or what search for groups that are their industry. So like the uh, software as a service groups, they all have 
S A A S in the name. So there was, they were really easy to find. And then it's looking at, all right, so how active are they? How many posts do they have regularly? How many members? And then clicking join and figure out if you're even eligible to join. There's a couple of groups that I wanted to join that they're like, yep, no, you can't join. You're not one of us. I'm like, all right, fine. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I do that. I mean, some of the things that, that I do in that regards is, you know, I will find, cause I'm often looking at the business groups out there. Um, so I will search, you know, business group by city or whatnot. And, um, I may or may not have snuck into some cities that I'm not living in to go to see what they're doing in those areas. But what I've found is Facebook is a pretty badass search engine. So whatever you want to search, there's probably a group for it on there. So use the hell out of that search, you know, algorithm all all together. What else about Facebook groups, Kevin, have we not talked about that, uh, you know, people need to know about, you know, trying to drum up business from a Facebook group? So we've talked about how the whole conversation thing, but the key is to kind of work yourself into it. Don't join the group and then the next day do a big, you know, 10 paragraph value post, educational post. You got to start off by becoming visible and letting people understand, oh, there's a new player in town. So when I join a brand new group, the first few days, it's all watching and seeing if there's people are posting good stuff or or not and kind of figuring out if I like the group and how active I want to be in it. But when I see a post that I enjoy and or had really good information that was beneficial, you know, like it. And just leave a short comment. Hey, I loved this. Your opinion on this was amazing. Thanks for sharing. Super easy comment. And do that for like a week. And then when you start seeing posts, go from the, hey, cool post. Thanks, bro. To a more, uh, hey, so you said this. You know, I have a question about this aspect. What do you think happens when this goes on? And now start asking that poster questions that he can or she can engage with and answer and start engaging them with conversation. Uh, and then you can go into the, the after you've done that for a few days on different posts and start having those conversations, then you can go in to start crafting what your educational, your value post looks like. But the key thing to remember when you're having these conversations, your target isn't always the person you're talking to. You know, you're going to have, you know, the percentage of the group that posts and engages in conversation in that post. But you have everyone else that's lurking. So you have all the Donnies that are there watching what you say. And watching how you're engaging and are, are probably sitting there thinking, I'm having the exact same issue. And they're, they're evaluating because some of them are probably going to be like me. Most of your Ds jump into your to the fray. Uh, your your uh, Cs like me will sit back and just watch and, and figure out what's going on and absorb info. So they're thinking about, oh, this what's who's this? You know, this guy is a sales guy. That's obviously going to be a sales call. Oh, look at this post. He gave a ton of information and is engaging conversations never once asked to meet. So you're, when you do all these posts, you're not selling to the poster, to the original commenter. You're selling and you're prospecting to the people watching what you do. 
100%. You know, and and it just proved time and time again that it's never the person who's asking the questions in there. It's everybody watching, you know, how you're responding. Love that. And it's uh, any other. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and it's at some point, if you're having a really cool conversation with someone because you asked a really great question or they asked a really great question on your post and now you're engaging in conversation about it at some point, it's appropriate to say, Hey, this is a really cool conversation would you like to jump on zoom and continue this like in real time and asking that question, but it's no longer sleazy when you do it that way, because you've already had the conversation, you've already been talking back and forth and now you just want to accelerate the conversation. Or at some point they might do the same to you. It's like, Hey, this is awesome. Can we jump on zoom? Which is exactly what Donnie did. It's like, I love your stuff. Thank you for sharing. Can we talk? Cause I hate typing. <laughs> and then you get to have that call with them. And, but you have to carry on that same type of sales presentation into that Zoom call. You just can't go into, all right, buy my stuff. It's, this isn't phishing. You're not trying to reel them in at this point. You're still trying to train and educate and give them the, need, the help they need so that they think you're freaking amazing. And they can say, wow, this is awesome. How much have you actually did this for me? And then you can go into that sales conversation, uh, closing the closing techniques. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, and I can tell you guys, if you just follow Kevin around when he's doing stuff in Facebook groups, you'll see this play out time and time again. He's just gotten really good at it. And, you know, he's he's got a damn good net to catch his victims in. So, <laughs> um, so the question this week comes from Cheryl Shiren of Land of Oz Beef. And let me tell you guys, if you haven't had Land of Oz Beef, and she's not paying me to say this, this is not a sponsored promotion. This is some of the best damn beef on the freaking planet. I love the shit out of Land of Oz Beef. I mean, it, it absolutely rocks. Um, she's also a member of Alpha Connections out of Fort Worth, Texas. And her question is, what tips do you have to engage customers and keep them coming back when using Facebook groups? So it's asking questions that are going to be of value to the other members in the group. And that goes back to that initial, your initial time in the group and figuring out what types of questions they're asking and what is important to them. So that you're able to provide information to them that they're actually interested in, you know, and figuring out what's the appropriate way to do it is it's, I, I think it's really important if people answer, if you're doing a post and you put out that educational post, like, Oh, here's all my, my manifesto on email marketing. And then people start commenting on it. If you want people to continue commenting on your posts, you need to reply back to them. You need to like what they mm -hmm. say, uh, or do some sort of reaction and then answer them. Or even if it's just a, a statement, you know, thank them or agree with them or ask them questions to make them engage more and refine and expand on their statement. So that, that comments post part is actually the best part of the Facebook groups. The posts are cool, but it's everything that happens after that post is where all the money is made. And that's where you 100%. get all the, the activity and all the engagement. And that's what's going to get people paying attention to you when you do a post is if you're giving really good comments, good information in other people's posts. Yeah, 100%. And I think, 
you know, part of it is you got to to find the the customers to actually engage with, you know, um, and that may not be in your typical groups like Cheryl sells beef in like Texas and Oklahoma and I think one other state. Um, but, you know, so she's got to find groups that are in those key areas and then go go interact, go engage. Um, and it's a little bit about putting out content around your product and service, but the engagement on the back end um, is a hundred percent more better. So great episode, Kevin. Well done. So action step for today is go find some Facebook groups that have your ideal client avatar in there and go interact and engage, build relationships, treat it like an after hour cocktail party and go get some real damn ongoing conversations going, uh, put some thought leadership stuff out there, you know, really, start educating the marketplace with with your knowledge because whatever you sell you're the expert of so so go teach and watch uh how well that helps you grow your business and as always guys if you got any tips tricks anything of value out of this episode please share this out with one person make sure you're subscribed get them subscribed and you know and every time you do that it really means a ton to us love you mean it see you bye When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.